welcome friends and welcome to another episode of Heartfelt Consciousness and I'm your guide today Laura Bender. So today's guest is a local instructor uh, Tracy Reinhardt and she appreciates yoga as a path of self-discovery, self-acceptance, self-empowerment and her practice has taken her into some dark shadows within her own body and mind as well as revealing to her the light of her own sweet soul. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoy. Um, and I'll catch up with you on the other side. So hey, Tracy, uh, how's it going today? Oh, it's going great. It's a great day here. Yes, yes. We were just talking actually right before I started recording um, that it's unusual that it's the second day of summer, but yet um, I feel like I'm wearing long, you're wearing long sleeves, I'm wearing long sleeves, <laughs> and it's actually kind of cool outside, but um, I think that's just kind of the, the weather that the, the weather that we get over here for some reason. I did notice that the sky was blue, and that's not yes. the case, so we have that win. <laughs> yes, yes, that was a win for today for sure. Um, so I kind of to introduce you, so we, I was connected with you through um, Anne, who was an episode like quite a while ago, um, and I know we've um, a lot of the students have listened to that episode, and um, and actually it's ironic because I think I... I've been meaning to even take trainings with you before COVID and I just never worked out because of the timing for whatever reason. Um, and you're located in Akron area, um, just South of the Cleveland area, which where I'm at. Um, but even kind of talking, looking over your bio and everything like that. So you have a very extensive background, um, and just different lineages, uh, of yoga. So would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about, uh, your journey through that and what actually brought you to here? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think, you know, the first thought when I think of, you know, my bio is just that I've been around a long time, I'm kind of getting to be old. <laughs> so it's like if you walk along the path, you kind of end up accumulating things. And um, um, I'm just the kind of person that follows my curiosity. I'm a creative. So I like um, the next project and my mind kind of gets excited about um, what else can happen with um, the pieces and parts of my life that are important to me. So I actually, you know, if you want to like look back through quote yoga in my life and consider like the whole practice, I um, was very spiritual as a child. So going to church was really important to me. I would bum a ride with other relatives that were going. Um, when I was in college, I would go to churches empty, like without services. I would go in and have quiet meditation time. My undergrad is in music therapy. So even as, you know, in those young years, I learned how to lead guided meditations. I learned about um, hertzes and rhythms and different things about the way the, that music impacts your nervous system and your brain waves and, um, and how meditation really helps us deal with pain, um, find relaxation and promote health. So I was super excited, like um, in the 90s when um, I was getting divorced and I didn't have a lot of money for going out. So my working out at home became my thing. And um, I stumbled upon um, VHS tapes with yoga. And um, when I would do these tapes, I would be like, like just so blown out of the water, like, 
mind blowing that you could have something that was physical exercise and meditation kind of infused together. So that kind of launched me on my yoga journey. And I started practicing in a yoga studio somewhere around 2001, perhaps at um, Strong Starts and Centered, which became Cleveland Yoga, which was about So I started Empower Yoga, and that was when Tammy and Sandy Gross were together as partners. Um, And then, of course, they split, and I kept practicing. Um, I met Jan Langsdale, who had taken a lot of um, prana vinyasa courses with Shiva Ray and started talking to me about masculine and feminine, different ways of expressing yourself on the mat and expressing vinyasa on the mat. So I took a couple um, intensive weeks with Shiva Ray at Kripalu, and that started to shape what I was interested in. Right. So you see, like, I just kind of followed the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, I did my 500 with um, Jen and I met Anne and, mm-hmm. and Andrea Corks with all of her knowledge of anatomy just gives you something really rich and intellectual to start to infuse into your practice. Mm-hmm. So all of these pieces started coming together. Um, my 500 with Anne included a little more hot to yoga as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that happened and life was happening and I was teaching and offering teacher trainings and such but I had a really a few years of personal family um, challenge and trauma and um, at the same time my health started deteriorating perhaps the stress or you know how these things come together yeah yeah, yeah. and so the the power classes of the, the vinyasa classes just weren't serving my body anymore and I happened to listen to this Iyengar interview um, just a couple days ago and he was talking about you know the jumping and (laughs) the jumping when you're young you do the jumping but like when you're older after 40 you can't do the jumping and I guess I just got done with the jumping (laughs) yeah yeah I agree with that too I think I kind of went down that same road I discovered even at the I want to say a couple years into my teaching just you know really feeling like kind of worn out and burned out and you just kind of hit that wall and you're like okay something's got to change here yeah and so you know the the other pieces of the practice became um more important to me or more helpful to me actually and um this little needling in the back of my mind which kundalini had sort of like hinted itself at me and i had done different practices throughout the years and i always want to do that i always want to do that and then this point in time came and it was my turn um, and I had a friend who moved up from Columbus, who was a Kundalini teacher, and I talked her into doing weekly privates with me, which then I opened up to a circle of friends, which then I opened up to everybody. Um, and then I did my Kundalini yoga teacher training. And that's really um, not just because of my physical needs, but also because of the expansive growth um, process that it really puts you in and the way the whole world has sort of um, been unfolding the last couple of years that whether you call it our ascension, our um, evolution, our collective awakening, I just feel like Kundalini yoga is is the bus that can take me forward from here. Um, so I've been teaching that as well. Very cool. Yeah, that's a great. Um, I I can honestly say I've only had I've only had one Kundalini yoga experience, um, and I had a friend that had. She kind of was like, I don't think you're going to like it. Because, you know, I was, again, the same. My teacher came from a Baptiste background as well. And so you're only kind of in that focus of powerful yoga practices. And um, 
I'm like, you know what? I just want to check it out. I want to see what it's about. Cause I was in that, again, I have that same curiosity. I just wanted to know what these practices were like that I wasn't necessarily doing in the other classes. So I, yeah, I had an experience um, with a local studio in Avon Lake um, called Satnam and it was the most amazing experience. I think I mind blowing experience. I think I had ever had within a yoga, any kind of yoga class. Um, and it, I haven't gone back to explore it more, but I want to, and um, I'm sure there'll be time when that that kind of comes up again, where it's like, okay, I need to go do this, you know. Yeah. Well, but, my yeah. teachers call it a technology, and I really appreciate that. I think it really is the technology of the future. Our capacity to utilize our nervous system, our endocrine system, our immune system, like in a healthy way, and to utilize our energetic matrix around us and within us to project and interact. Like I just think that that's a whole frontier that we can explore in our practice. Um, yeah. At least I'm really enjoying, you know, working with it that way. Yeah. So here it takes us. That's awesome. Um, so you've, you know, you kind of mentioned this in the, in the previous kind of uh, statement or question we were just answering, but like you have, you've led several um, and actually contributed to a lot of different teacher trainings uh, over the last few years. Um, so when did it come to like a point where you decided to have your own space, your own studio school and offer your own teachings? Um, and how did the idea of the Studio 108 come about? Well, you know, owning a studio is like a business task. And that really wasn't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I really love teaching. And that's what I wanted to do. And I have been really blessed, not only because I was teaching at Yoga Bliss, which was such a beautiful space for me to interact with a lot of people and to create and to offer, you know, based on my own ideas and my own musings. But um, I knew plenty of teachers in the area who owned or plenty of business owners in the area who were willing to have me to teach different segments of their 200 hour TT. Um, and I loved doing that, you know, being a teacher of teachers just seems to have been the niche that found me or that was within me. It wasn't anything I really consciously set out to do or be or become, but that's sort of been the um, kind of the, uh, the pattern, the imprint that I've lived. Yeah. So um, I'm blessed to be, to feel good and to embrace, you know, that space. Um, and it was, this is my sixth year offering a 500. So it was probably seven years ago when I thought, well, I don't want to offer another 200 because all of these spaces have 200s and these people are doing a great job and I appreciate bringing segments in. You know, I don't need to do that. But um, I created a yoga school called Yoga 108 and um, I offered an advanced teacher training. And for the past, um, or for the first I guess maybe four years, I used spaces around the area that I would rent. So, you know, a room here, a room there in this church, whatever that church, I would just find space and I would rent it for the weekends we needed it. And that was sort of how I operated my yoga school. And then um, two and a half years ago, I got this space in Weathervane, which is really just a room. It's just yeah. a room in this building. And I just set it up as a yoga school studio and I offered more workshops and things like that. So this is in its third year here in this, in this building. And I called it Yoga 108, just like the school. Um, if you go to Yoga Alliance, you can search Yoga 108 because that's the name of the school. Um, so when I wanted to, you know, COVID and yeah. <laughs> all the changes, every all the like all the toys get dumped in the floor and you have to like mm -hmm. 
set up new. Um, I decided that I'd like to be closer to home. Um, I, I left Yoga Bliss and I've been teaching here um, in Akron with a platform that lets me teach in studio, live stream, and I have a replay library with quite a number of offerings in it. So, you know, I, I did a lot of that creating in 2020. And so January of this year, I decided that it was go big or go home time. Mm-hmm. And so I found a space in Independence, Ohio, which oh, is cool. Just- That's going to be closer to me. <laughs> I know, I know, Kundalini there. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So my new studio is called Studio 108 because it will be a studio. Um, My daughter's going to teach bar and Pilates. So we'll have a little bit of that as other fitness elements to it. Um, But there'll be two rooms and um, a lot of community events. I did um, 108 sun salutations on the yard at Independence. And this Thursday, we're doing a moon watch, a full moon watch. So something for the community, but a ton of yoga classes of every variety, just all kinds of yoga. Sounds great. That sounds cool. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm really excited to to step into a different role. I feel like it's time to own the business. It's time to run that. It's time to hold the space. Um, It's a beautiful community there. I feel really welcome. And, um, and they're going to start painting tomorrow. So within the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I have been watching, um, I believe, maybe just your newsletters, you've been kind of posting a couple things here and there um, with the status of things. And I think I've seen it on social media too. So that's very cool. It's all coming together. So, um, you know, obviously many of us kind of, kind of reverted to um, maybe blogging and and getting into these things a little bit more. So I was actually reading uh, one of your blog posts that you had recently from the other month um, called the home practice feel feels um, so I know that this has obviously been a staple for a lot of uh, listeners, you know, having to practice at home via Zoom, maybe, or just maybe to YouTube videos, whatever, um, yeah. to kind of find that way to like look within, kind of look within themselves, discover and feel their own practices out. So how are you taking what you've learned from the practice off the mat? I think like the blog home I think it was Home Practice Feels, yeah. That blog writing really was a gift and offering um, of support and encouragement because while, yeah, a lot of people took their practice to their home and found things online to support them, yes, yes, a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were really struggling with the distractions in the home, with um, the discipline required you know, because some of the distractions are the animals and the kids and the TV and the, and the neighbors. But some of the distractions are just our internal distractions, you know. And I just had so much compassion for that. Um, I've practiced, I've had a home practice pretty much, like I said, started meditating in my 20s, like yeah. my life. But this home practice feels was my offering because I really was experiencing an upgrade and an up level of impact. So while, you know, throughout the years, my home practice was for me to get some yoga. This past couple of years, there's been this really exciting and dynamic um, impact or results or benefit from my home practice that I really can't account for. Um, Like we can say all those yoga woo things about the evolution and the awakening and the, you know, the ascension and all that. But like, I don't know what it is, but I will tell you that my home practice changed 
the atmosphere in my home. It changed my relationship with my husband. It changed his demeanor around the house. It changed, it just brought something different to the house. Like there was a, a, a more significant, more tangible, visceral impact to the home practice. And I think that was maturity. Like I think that was a gift that was new. Like that's a new topic of conversation for me. So I really wanted to share that to to my friends and family and followers or whatever you call people that are just like the lovely people that are walking along with you, you know? Um, Like I wanted to share that out because, um, because it's tough to do. Yeah. But if we can do it, it's worth it. Because if we can do it, that's how the world changes. Because if we can do it, our practice becomes a gift to all the other people around us. Because there's a vibration that a word doesn't need to be said. A presence just needs to be held. And these are things that we've talked about in terms of like holding space for someone in trauma, holding space for someone as they pass, holding space for someone in pain. But this is something that our whole world needs for us to hold space for it. And whether you're just waiting in line somewhere and you're the only one who can wait in line with grace and ease, your energetic expression through your embodiment there is a gift to the world. And that's your home practice coming out into the world. It's like noticing the impact and then taking responsibility for that, like that you have that skill, you have that gift, you know the technology, and you can take it out because not everybody, not everybody can. And it's really important right now. Yeah. Yeah. It still is. (laughs) It still is for sure. Um, so kind of thinking back, even though we try to remain present, you know, there's probably something that stuck out in your mind that, um, that happened maybe last year. So what do you feel is your most valuable lesson that you've learned within 2020? I think the most significant thing that I'm seeing is the lesson. Like one thing that I didn't always do, but I managed to do often enough and I managed to notice when I was doing it, which is the key, right? It's like something, you can do something that's working for you, but you have to notice that you're doing something that's working for you, right? You have to like claim that skill, right? So the really beneficial thing, and I was calling it, keep your eyes up. Like I kept thinking, just keep your eyes up, Tracy. Like Don't get down in the mud of the polarity because right now the polarity is, well, it's polarizing. That's what polarity is, but it's also paralyzing, you know, and like put someone over here and someone over there and, and then they're stuck on either side. Right. And it puts struggle and it puts like fear and it puts negativity and it puts division and like, and there's so much of that because this is, the process we have to go through, right? So if you want to be the leader, if you want to be the master, if you want to be the teacher, if you want to hold the higher space, you've got to get yourself out of that and up. You got to get your eyes up. You've got to be like this in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, like time standing still where you can be the witness and just see who's on this side, who's on this side. It doesn't look like it's going to end well, but there's purpose to this, right? There's purpose and divine is in the, the beauty and divine is in the horror. And this is, this is earth plane, right? Yeah. So the masters are the ones that are able to come up above and witness this. And it's important because these are the spots of unity. 
So if we want to support the world in going from this place of polarity to a place of unity, then we've got to get ourselves up. Right? <laughs> we've got to be able to hold the perspective of unity. Um, and again, it's an energetic expression and it's recognizing that you can do it and then honoring yourself when you can do it and honoring yourself when you can't do it. Because surely it's just one of the things I noticed from 2020. It wasn't anything I mastered, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's but yeah, that's important though. Having that awareness. Yeah, it's just Absolutely. something I'm practicing. Awesome. Well, Tracy, um, that was it. That was the last question I had for you. <laughs> but I wanna, I wanna, I thank you for again for offering your time from with me today, and I love your energy. Um, and I can't wait till the studio opens. I want to hopefully get get down there and check it out. Um, and, well, and you know what? I'm thinking by the time you release, it'll probably be open. Yes. That'll so be cool. Go to Studio 108. Give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anybody in the Cleveland area, so just kind of keep your eyes open um, and uh, we'll check we'll check it out together, hopefully. Oh, well, cool. Thanks again for your time. I'll so hopefully get to see you soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Love all, right. all of you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Tracy. So don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.